Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze aliens in short controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan. Today we're looking at Minute 7, which begins with Ripley being united with Jones and ends with Ripley receiving some shocking information. And we're back again with Jason Heck. I'm sorry I'm late. I, I just made it. And uh, it's great to be back for another day. I'm sorry I had to slow things up. That's okay. How long does this podcast artifice go on, this theatrical it positioning of it being day in and day out recording? Well, I think it goes, Jesus, I think man. it falls under the pun, kind of the rules of puns, you have the rules do. of bad humor. You'd never let on that it's bad humor. You commit fully. Yeah. You think it's the funniest person. Right. You, like you're the, the, you're the person I think is the funniest Panther movies. Exactly. <laughs> or like my, my father's sense of humor. Oh, sure. Dad, you yeah. just have to keep going keep with going. it and never reach as far as you can. Right. And you're the one that thinks it's the funniest. And that's the, that's I remember the key to bad humor. You told humor. me when you walked out of Easter service with your dad and uh-huh. he looked around and he goes, dude, where's my car? And he right. did it like six times. Yeah. And yeah, he dad. doesn't even know what that movie is. It's just <laughs> something he says and thinks it's dad's funny. The, and that list of lawyer jokes he forwarded me oh, my was God. pretty great, too. You know what? That's not at all a fiction. My dad does have a list of lawyer <laughs> jokes. Drummer jokes and bass player jokes that no um, artifice yeah, indeed. Just... Well, by all of us failing at comedy here, it allows us to speak a little bit more about Paul Reiser, who in fact was a stand-up comedian far more successful than any of us. Uh, you think so? You can see him uh, at the Comedy Pouch in Branson, and he will also be at the Comedy Bucket in uh, Raymore. He had a breakout role <laughs> in Diner in 1982 as he played Modell. Well, uh, he was in Beverly Hills Cop, right? He was and Beverly Hills Cop too. Yeah. Yeah, because he had to be the guy back in, um, yeah. When Bogomil calls back to Axel's Inspector Turner, I think, I think, um, to find out if Axel's legit, um, it is it is Paul Reiser who takes on the role and, and sort of BSs Bogomil on the phone. Yep. And in return, in the second one, I think he wants, uh, he uses Axel's Ferrari when Axel's undercover. He does. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Well, when Tony we Scott sp- at his finest. <laughs> when we spot him, though, in this in this movie, we all do kind of think if we recognize him, we think, oh, it's the it's the comedian, right? It's great casting. It's he's instantly disarming. It's great casting, and yeah. it doesn't take him long to talk with before we start realizing that he's not disarming anymore. That he's he tries to be. He he tries to you know do a little a kind of stiff off the cuff corporate corporate guy humor, and um, we see immediately from Ripley's response. Well, we we see a couple of things. One, she is alarmed when he says, I'm with the company, which is actually, it's never named. Is it like the actual name, except in the director's cut with the whole Building Better Worlds? Or We Build Yeah, worlds? I mean, well, the, the name is all over Alien. It's just Nobody's, too small to really see, and nobody it. ever says okay. it. I mean, the, the the design, the Whalen yutani the little the wings, the, mm-hmm. the beer, all that stuff has Whalen yutani on it. It's just... It's not until this movie that, yeah, in the director's cut, when you're on LV-426, you're seeing it, like, big all over the place. It's on the kid's big wheel. And we see it in this scene, you know, with the the little monitor she has by her bed. You see it for a moment. But, yeah, it's still just the company. And she is instantly discomfited by that information. Um, Doesn't buy, you know, his whole, don't, hey, I'm really an okay guy. She doesn't buy it for a minute. Is that why he sits backwards in his chair well no that's because he's cool oh, john, okay. john pointed out that in the 80s a hallmark of cool was to take the chair turn the sound bitch around and straddle it um with the back of the chair against your chest i believe it started with 
you know, you got your Fonz, your Richie Cunningham, you, you, sitting at the at end of the booth in the happy days. That's right. It continued on, and we see it here, and then it was killed dead by A.C. Slater and Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right, I remember. Who overdid it, just really, and wasn't remotely cool, so... And, it, and if Tim Allen would have sat that way in all of his er. movies, he wouldn't get kicked in the nuts all the time. <laughs> Don't you remember Tim on the Sulaco? When the, isn't, isn't that happening? Does Tim every Allen time? get kicked yeah, in the nuts? Yeah, isn't that all a time? trademark Tim Allen movie thing? Sure. You've got to get kicked in the balls. Is it movie or real life er. when people like, uh, oh, I remember you. You were on that show, Boot. Right. Isn't that kind of how it goes? <laughs> yeah. Well, remember on the Sulaco when the loader doesn't work and Burt comes up and bangs it with his fist like Fonzie and it starts working again? <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember? Exactly. Right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and they pwns like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. This guy's I, I, all right. I'm pretty sure James Cameron <laughs> subscribes to the Happy Days sure book of does. cool. What, what defines cool? I know Donnie Most was almost cast as a Marine, so yeah, pri- <laughs> private mouth. Yeah, it would have been great, right? I believe it's Don Most. <laughs> right, now. Donald Most. Donald Most, <laughs> please. I, I do love the fact that when he realizes that nobody has told her this piece of pregnant piece of information right yes he so badly does not want to be the guy to tell her no he's looking around for absolutely a nurse a weasel it's like he is a weasel so fast and again great casting great direction i'm gonna defend him though why why should he be the one that's telling her? He's not the my doctor. Job, man, right? Why hasn't the doctor told her, for Christ's yeah, sake? This seems like medical. Yeah, this his, is like medically relevant information. His shock is pretty legit. Yeah. I, I buy into it because the look he gives her is is like sort of, it's half incredulity and half, are you pulling my leg? Because the eyebrows are up and he's like, wait a minute. No, come on. Nobody's told you this? Right. No, Those are the two halves. Great. There's no half compassionate in there at all. Right? You're not right. really. No. So, so that's what I think is so interesting is there's no... He, the only empathy he's able to generate when he first starts to talk to her is with this some, you know, bullshit joke about, oh, I'm with the company, but it's not so bad. You know, which, but he, he's zero which empathy. Which is a lawyer, basically a dad joke. It's yeah. like a lawyer joke. Yeah. Um, we are kind of skipping over the most obvious disarming technique used in this minute, which is he provides a cat Give to her. The cat. her. Yes. Right. So it's like saving the cat, only it's returning the cat that you last saw frozen. But... um it's interesting because I wonder if that's, you know, not only is this a kind of double disarming thing, we've got this comedian, likable guy. Um, mm. Maybe he's a little schmarmy, though. Maybe we need him to bring the cats to, you know, throw you off the scent of his schmarminess. But also, I think we're going to talk about this a little bit all week, where there's certain functions of the story that are t- that are taking place that are not forced uh, as much as they are organic. I think... Bringing Jones to to Ripley makes perfect sense. I mean, this is something somebody should do. Sure, um, that's the only friend she's got from her time, and so not only are, we're not having him like stop and pet a cat or pet a dog, like just to show him being nice. We're actually have a nice you know organic moment here. I think we're going to get more of that. We hinted at it a little bit last week. I think we're going to get more of that. You know, with the exposition and how the exposition is organic and, and yeah, well, as and this it, week continues in the original or next treatment week even. for this thing it's this dr o'neill who comes on in with the cat and with the bad news and so it's really nice to then when you get to the script to see that that idea that sort of the generic expositional doctor has been turned into somebody who's going to actually be a, a corporate representative mm-hmm. and function as a real character through the whole movie yeah for sure yeah we notice he doesn't bring the cat in like a carrier you know, he's actually scratching the cat when he walks in. Yeah, he's no, ca- that's true. That's a nice that that's a nice human kind of thing right. that's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean yeah. apparently Jones, yeah. who doesn't like anyone but Ripley, right? 
Yeah, he's kind of. Kind every, of seems we, okay. We get the vibe that he's kind of a, a tool to everybody on the ship, and and Ripley handles all the all the feeding and stuff. Like, okay, he's a mascot. It was my idea. He's a he's a jerk. I'll handle this. But he appears to be fine with Carter J. Burke. But I will point out that when she receives Jones, it's quite possible that cat's under sedation. I mean, that is the calmest. That cat is like limp with, she's just able to pet it and do it. You know, my, I have two cats and they're never quite like that. Even if they're like glad to see me, which they usually are, they're stiff and excited. You know, Mm -hmm. like this cat is, I think they might've valued this cat a little bit before (laughs) they started shooting, which makes sense. But perhaps that's the reason maybe wherever he picked the cat up from, that's, you know, they sedated her first. So Ripley says that she doesn't recognize Gateway Station. Right? Nope. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't recognize. I, I don't recognize it. So we know that that Gateway is a massive new thing that's been put up since Alien, which again sort of makes sense because in Alien you don't see anything like this level of technology. It's sleeker. It's prettier. It's got you know huge windows and and shiny white, whereas Alien is gritty and 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 dirty and poorly lit. And you know the fluorescents that are there they flicker. Right, you know, and this is it's it's an, kind of a, a warehouse slash tugboat, whereas Gateway is immaculate and beautiful and safe and welcoming, and it's sort of like her room is a nice big cryopod. It's white, it's comfy. She's lying down, she's very safe, and here comes an outside element that might she she her danger sense tingles a little bit, and yet it's sort of mollified when he hands her the cat. I think it's really interesting too that Cameron goes to a couple of pretty dramatic dynamic close-ups of the two of them it's shot reverse shot but they're not they're real close-ups they're not kind of medium close shots he's going in close early in the movie and i think that's another thing about cameron as a filmmaker is he has never been one to hold back on the close-up until the big moment he he goes in for the close-up sooner rather than later I think that probably David Bordwell would say that he is of the generation of the intensified continuity, the idea that um, there's more close-ups, faster cutting in these movies from the mid to late 80s on and until it finally accelerates into something called Michael Bay. And, you you know, for people watching this on your phone, you're going to have a couple of nice big close-ups right off the bat. Well, I think, you know, again, we're, we can go back to the, the first shot of the Nostromo in Alien versus the the mammoth ship filling the entire screen earlier in, in this film, he's already, he's already done close. I mean, we already, we got Ripley close up pretty early, like through the, through the right cryopod. Um, we get close ups here where, where Scott was composing shots. He was placing the characters within the environment, deep in the environment, surrounded by detail, multiple people in frame, insignificance of individuality, I guess. We're here. We're James Cameron. We're making an eighties action individualistic, She's the hero we've already established, like I said, with that transition in the last minute. You know, she relates to the warmth and life of Earth more than she does to the cold of the planet. He's stating right away, remember the last movie, she wasn't the hero till the end. I want you to know right away that this is our hero. She's going to have her hero's journey. She's going to deny the call and all that stuff. But we're, you know full well that we're going to be in action adventure mode here where the individual. She's also about to have a... a narrative bombshell dropped on her yes. and what better way than to see that reaction than to be in as close as you can be you know and so that's a good move that he has moved us into that kind mm-hmm. of intimate space between the two of what them what better way to deliver that bombshell than Paul Reiser <laughs> exactly Agreed. and now you who doesn't know, want to so it's right. inter- inherently dramatic which is nice too i mean this wrinkle you know that 
we're all well aware of, but I guess at the time that we were seeing the movie, I mean, you're getting hints as we've discussed of that we're in the future of ways that technology is advanced, but we don't know for sure until this moment where he actually drops this bombshell. And I think it's nice. It's a nice, it's obvious, but it's a nice wrinkle for her story. And it's also probably a question that you had, right? Like as being a person that well, sure, was around totally back then earned. after, yeah, yeah. after alien, you go, how long is she going to be out there? <laughs> how long she's going to be out there? And I guess for like seven years, uh, you're probably asking that question if you're an alien fan. How long has she been out on mm-hmm. that? So you see it at the beginning of the movie. That question's at least nagging at the back of your mind. Sure. And so and we it's get possible, it. And it's, it's big. possible she hasn't been there out there that long at all. Yeah, it could we very no well idea. be. Yeah. And this is a good number. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a big number, but it's not a ridiculous number. Like we don't want to say um, 300 years, you know, or something crazy like right, that. Don't make then, it dumb like Alien Resurrection, which yeah. was like, you know, everything, you know, new world government and all this other hokey nonsense. No, keep it, you're right, keep it reasonable, have your technology make some leaps, but nothing, you know, categorically colossal, you know, no no, no plasma blasters, no, no, you know, sort of dramatically different ships. No know, transporters. All right. Mean, we're still in a, you know, this hospital room is sleek and, and clean wonder, and clean as it is yeah. in juxtaposition to Alien and the Nostromo and the kind of grittier Look, yes, it is advanced, but it's also a hospital room from 1986 still. It's got right. a lot of the fixtures and a lot of the things we recognize still today and did then um, when the movie was made. So it still has that familiarity. Bay. Yeah. Less futuristic than the sick bay on the Nostromo, really. Right, it with is, the, with actually. The goofy scanner light thing. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, they right. have one of those down in, radi- in the radiation department, department sure. of the hospital, right. you know, but this is just a room. This is supposed yeah. to be comfortable. Right, right. I mean, it's not an all-in-one all room. That's you know what I mean? We're not going to from... be dissecting anything in this room. You're no. Right. You're correct. Insider information from Dr. Engel about, yes. about Whalen Utah I, Medical Well, facilities. no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> a custodian. <laughs> I just know my way around. Um, but no, the on the Nostromo, it's got to be all in one room, right? right. They sure, only have right. so much space, so. Yeah, but yeah, certainly they probably have a much better scanning technology here. We just don't need to see any anything like that. Even though you might think, actually, now that I think about it, Uh-oh. the company's aware, right? They know what happened down there. Or do, do they really not know? That, we're going to be getting into this a little bit, so I guess I'll bring it Oof. up now. How do they not know anything about the alien? <laughs> she blew it out of the goddamn airline. But but there was they they really don't they didn't suspect it when they sent them down they did ash none of it well they just knew it was a signal that's all they knew they they, i guess you're right they may have known it was a warning because ripley figures that out the company with its much larger computing resources might have figured that out but it was just an investigation of a signal i'm sure they're going through the ship's log right now as paul riser comes in with the cat to talk to ripley i'm sure that the intel people are going through all of the but there's no log Ship on the log. narcissist, right? She had a log entry at the very end of the at narcissist. At the very end. But that's, but that's, that's just her, too. That comes up at the inquest. That's not evidence. Yeah, they already, they already don't right. believe her at the inquest. Right. I guess this is where, this is one of those things where maybe my question's kind of... English? Yeah, English. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's where your mind starts to get baffled by superfluous like material extended universe which you only think about watching a movie one minute at a time you don't think about that when you're watching the movie when you're watching the movie you're like all you want to know is where is she how'd she get there how long has she been well i mean where's the cat look we we already said this we're recording this prior to the release of alien covenant this will probably air after the release of alien covenant so people are probably yelling at us right now but having just having just seen the trailer at this point i still feel like Something that happens in that movie is going to have to inform their knowledge of the, 
of the alien, right? Like, is there any way this company is going to have Prometheus happen? This that happen? Oh, and and at this point, you see now. what I mean. This yeah. is where we get all mixed up. My head hurts. Yes. Like this stuff starts to not the retconning starts to make things not make sense instead of make them clearer. And I feel like that's what we're in danger of. And I just had a question come to mind based on all that. I didn't realize that's why. I wondered if they knew about the alien. Well, it makes sense. Based on only Alien, what we know from the movie Alien, no, they shouldn't know about ex- the, the chestburster. Because otherwise they would be scanned. That's what brought it to mind. Wouldn't they have scanned her to make sure there's nothing inside of her? They probably well, they did don't scan know. her. I mean, they probably did sure. to make sure there weren't internal injuries. Or right. Anything. Right. So. Well... <laughs> Jason's asleep. That was a good um, face. Well, the minute ends with... The- <laughs> what, what happened? What happened? Where's, is the old baby okay? Oh, wait. Are we, are we doing a Benjamin Button? Wait, what? What happened? Oh, my God. I was... I was I, but the I Benjamin you, Button minute. <laughs> but it, but you have to do it backwards one minute at a time. I'm going to call Ingalls Logic Leaps the Velvet Cudgel. That hmm. uh, that bludgeoned me uh, insensate. Pardon me. As I, I, was... I made no logic. Did I make a oh logic? My God. <laughs> oh my God. The the winding the winding river of the of of the the Ingle uh, River Ingle. Oh my God. So with hey, the revelation, what the hell else she, are we doing here? That she's been out for fifty seven years. years. The minute comes to a, a merciful a, a welcome close. <laughs> merciful conclusion. <laughs> I am just trying to create a situation oh, where God. our listeners can relate to her bafflement. Here we at go. hearing this I'm news, that's all it was. Words. It's a meta. Yeah. yeah, here it is. Here's the defense. Yeah. Well, I want to get to uh, tomorrow and find out uh, what she does when she hears that she's been out for 57 years. So, can can you can, can you come you back come tomorrow, back Jason? To because fiction? you're not invited anymore. Oh, you are wow. no longer. Well, just because I fainted having a stroke while you were <laughs> taking us, God knows where. What? No, yeah, I would love right. to come back tomorrow. Okay. Uh, again, I'm I'm here to try and be a rudder. When Hurricane Ingle hits our sails and starts blowing the ship across the waves, God knows where, I'm here to man the tiller to try and bring things back here on Earth. I'm just trying to help. I'm just one guy trying to help the audience. All right. <laughs> it's good to know. Thank Does it mean you're not Thank you for serving that purpose for us. <laughs> Ahoy. What would we do without you? All right. Well, you can find us at AlienMinute.com, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, you can find us at Alien Minute Pod. Instagram, Alien Minute Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcatcher. Uh, go over to T Public and buy uh, some t shirts or some stickers or something. I'm going to create some wild, theor- theoretically based designs soon just for Jason. We do have an awesome logo. I will I will totally say that the, the repurposing of the Whalen Yutani thing in the Alien Minute logo and that was phenomenally cool. Our friend Nathan, whose name I don't know entirely, but our friend Nathan out at out in Twitterland who doesn't have any uh, interest in Facebook, so he's not on our listeners page, but he designed that for us. And Nicely thanks again, done, Nathan. Nathan. Truly. Good job, buddy. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it. I don't even remember what minute we are on. Uh, seven? Seven. Uh, that's yeah. It, minute seven. <laughs> seven. So that's going to do it for minute seven. We'll see you tomorrow for minute number eight. <laughs>